Hi everyone, it's Glenn Yuland here from Property Performance Stars and welcome to the live edition. We will be talking every month to someone who in the industry has absolutely nailed it. All the up and coming stars, people who are young but are running their own businesses, all the what to do's and what not to do's of our industry. So sit back and take a listen. Enjoy. Hi everyone, it's Glenn Newland here from Property Performance Stars and we're here today with Kip Markar from Professional Sterling Clark. Um, Kip's one of my good mates, he's the top sales rep for this office and he's been in real estate for quite a while and he's got a really cool journey to share with us today. So thanks for coming in mate. Thanks for the invite Glenn, cheers. Yeah, start with uh, the first question mate. <laughs> what was life like before real estate, what were you doing? Wow, I was a, um, I was an apprentice, uh, an apprentice in carpentry, I was a mature age. I had a couple of kids under the belt, um, and um, did I get that? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a couple of kids under the belt at that time. I was in my mid-twenties, uh, making no money in carpentry. Yes, I'm a qualified tradesman, but sometimes carpentry can be more of a uh, hindrance than because vendors want you to fix stuff at their house. Yeah, know your limitations, and definitely carpentry is one of them. Um, but yeah, so and then I basically, um, yeah, I was a uh, and a carpenter who wasn't a very good carpenter. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and I suppose um, like a lot of people who come into real estate from other things, like you, you're kind of limited maybe with what you can do. I mean, you run your own business in carpentry as well, but why why the change from that over to real estate? Um, well, I, I I played a lot of cricket. I played a lot of cricket growing up. Um, and, um, well, cricket was, uh, was uh, I guess, a pathway that got me into real estate. I met a couple of guys um, playing cricket that were, um, yeah, driving BMWs and Mercedes. They lived mm. on the river. And, um, yeah, they... You know, they were they were real, real estate agents. They look, going, they look the part. They all go, wow, what are you guys doing? How many years of university did you have to study in? And then I found out that, you know, they both left in when they were 16, left school when they were 16, and and they were, yeah, they were just genuine guys, just, mm. you know, guys that I, I hung around with. And, um, yeah, I had a lot of fun with them, and, and they said, basically, look, come play cricket for us, and we'll give you a gig in real estate. So I did. And um, so, yeah, so my first three years, I was living the dream. I was dressing up. I, I still remember having my uh, graduation tie. So I went to work with my graduation <laughs> tie. So I didn't have any ties back then. And, um, yeah, it, it was an interesting transition because I remember t- going out for coffees because brokers, they just wanted to, to um, you know. Ta- yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was so surreal. It's like these people are ringing you up. It's like, hey, do you want to go for a coffee? And. So yeah, okay, cool. You're buying. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so I did that. Uh, did it for for three years. Uh, no money. Um. Because yes, I was pretending to live the dream. Um. I think I didn't make over twenty five thousand dollars for the year. Wow. For the first three years. But mind you, in my carpentry stint, I didn't really make much money then either. So it was went, oh okay, this is this is what it is. Mm. It was until. I did a conjunction uh, with a guy who worked for Still and Clark. Who was that? Um, that's my mentor. He, well, he became my mentor, Russell Canestrini. Oh, yeah, of course. And uh, so I had a bit of a chat with him, and uh, he told me pretty, he was pretty blunt. You know, he, I don't know if this is what rating this is, Glenn, but he pretty much called me a dickhead. 
Yeah. 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 So I yeah went to all the local schools, went to the high schools, uh, all the high school, and um, yeah played for all the sporting um, local sporting teams, and yeah so Russell got me uh, got me a gig as a real estate agent mm. um, with Sterling Clark. So I met Brendan Clark for the first time, and yeah he, you know I remember sitting down. He goes, oh so so what did you make in your last year? And I was you know, proud as punch, you know, I made you know, twenty eight thousand dollars, <laughs> and he just looked at me and goes. Ooh, do we really want you? <laughs> but he said, Russell said good things about you, so I'll give you a gig. And he did. And um, I quadrupled my first, uh, my earnings in the first year working here. Amazing. Just by knowing the people and, um, yeah, that was pretty interesting stuff. That is, man. And you've touched on something which is really cool, which we've never spoken about on, on PPS before, which is that whole dream of, I'm going to sell the big stuff. I want to work in Apple Cross because when I started, I just wanted to work in Kalamundra and Gooseberry Hill, and I was like, mm. "Oh, I don't, want, I don't want to mess around with the little three by ones." And then you learn mm. that's your bread and butter. Yeah, it's actually what puts money on the table. It really is. Is um, yeah, I remember again. Russell would tell me, "Goes, you know, small fish tastes sweet." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was my first. You know, I remember coming to my first uh, sales meeting at, at Forestfield and. Uh, Caravanning, you know, because when we caravan in Uppercross, it was like caravanning these mansions, these palatial palaces overlooking the Swan River. It was really it was mm. so surreal. Um, and then, you know, then it came to Forestfield, you know, in, 19, in the early 2000s. And I'm yeah, caravanning the yeah. little three by one. And I'm thinking, well, what have I got myself into? Um, but yeah, it was definitely the right decision. Yeah. So tell us, um, about, so when you when you got over here, how, I don't know, I'm going off the, the questions here, mate, so yeah. you have to make this, some of this up, but <laughs> when you, it's rather than that first few years when you were just, I don't know, probably, I'm guessing you weren't doing as much in Apple Cross if you're earning that sort of money. Mate, I, I wasn't working. I wasn't, well, I was pretending to be a real estate agent. Yeah. You know, I was living, you know, I was, you know, just rocking up at time at what I thought was, because the guys that I was working with, they were established. So mm. I was just basically running off their coattails. So I was just, you know, front and centre getting the crumbs off them. Yeah. So run with these buyers or, you know, can you open these homes? So I was, yeah, I, was, I wasn't working the hours that you need to work to make the money. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, again, it was really, I guess, until I met Russell, um, I really didn't know what I was doing, to be perfectly honest. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it was... Just go out, um, meet people, talk to people, and I went, okay, I can do that. That's pretty easy. Um, but, yeah, but the money wasn't coming in. And also, if you're working in an area where you don't really have those connections and net connections and networks, then I'm guessing sort of like Western Suburbs is pretty clicky as well. I'm, I'm guessing. I haven't worked yeah, it. Yeah. But I think you've got to know people out there as well. Yeah, it's like anything, really. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah. Um, and I was in my mid-20s and... Which is young for I real had, estate agents. I hadn't, even, I hadn't even bought my first home. Yeah. You know, I was still renting. Um, so they had sold and bought more homes than I did when I was, you know, going in there. I'm going, ah, uh, yeah, what are you doing in these circumstances? I'm going, I, oh, I don't know. 
<laughs> I've been in that situation before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty hard to relate in that. And then um, when you come out here, you know people, and you're dealing with more first time buyers and people who are in that age bracket. Yeah, I, I yeah, I knew a lot of people in the area. Like I said, I grew up here, so I had instant contacts, instant trust. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was it was definitely um, the, the right decision to make. Mm. And I heard a lot of people have have said that as well. Like there's other people within our office here mm-hmm. who have had stars in their eyes and want to sell the million dollar stuff and they soon learn it's it's a tough gig yeah. to, to sell that stuff. You've got to be quite established if you're talking to people about million dollar properties. But down here, like people seem to move house every two or three years down here. Like it, you know, they, they turn over. Good thing about our, our location, Glenn, is, is it's so diversified. Mm. We've got our little first homeowners and then we've got our... Um, investment properties. We've got the four by twos. We've got the, um, acreage. the acreage properties. We've got industrial. We've got commercial. You know, we are in a really great location mm. for real estate. So, what do you love about this one? What, what keeps you going? Why are you still in? I guess the flexibility. Yeah. Um, flexibility. The money you can earn in the industry. Um, you're you are your own boss. Mm. Um, yeah. It's it's been. Um, I've got to see. Most of my kids' school items, um, faction carnivals. Yeah, you know, I've got to to witness that. Whereas a lot of parents struggle to get, to be able to, to see those events because they can't get out of work or they got to take the whole day off. Yeah. Whereas in this industry, we can structure it around it. Yep. That's yes, right. we sacrifice the weekends, but again, you know, with some planning, you can yeah. still get to get to most things. It just becomes a lifestyle. Like once you get to our age. Um, and I think once you get maybe out of your 20s, mm-hmm. weekends are pretty much like other days anyway. They are, yeah. You know, it's not yeah. like you, you you need to, you know, go out Saturday night and Friday night and yeah. so oh, I'm going to be hungover all day Sunday. It's yeah. like, well, shops are open Sundays, you know, trades open Sundays, yeah. like things just happen. It's, it's, it's just not like, day. It's not like there's a weekend anymore, you know, except going on the footy. <laughs> Um, like tell us some good memories about this. Like any favourite clients, good stories, you know, things that stick in your head. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess it's, it's pretty much um, the first first dealing with with Russell. That's really stuck in my head. And we have a really um, um, different opinion about the first time. I remember the conjunction I did with Russell was I rocked up, and I'm coming from you know from. Applecross area and um, come to Motorvale and out walks this grey-haired guy in his tweed jacket with patches on his elbows, <laughs> um, eating a mandarin and you know peeling and just flicking off the skin because it was an acreage property that he that I was doing the conjunction with him and um, you know and spitting out the pips. So I'm going, <laughs> wow, look at this hillbilly. Well, we are you know, in the country now. <laughs> um, and yeah, and and. We still, to this point, have a huge argument because he says he's never owned a tweed jacket ever. And in my <laughs> in my head, I can still see him walking out of uh, Forty Two Bridal Drive in Madeira and uh, spitting out the pips in his tweed jacket. And uh, yeah, that's that's definitely um, it's a memory that's stuck. And, and and in his eyes, it's a false memory. Yeah, he denies he has corks <laughs> on his hat as well, right? <laughs> But it just goes to show you, you know, it, you never never judge a book by its cover because I, I was like, ah, oh, look, you know, just give us your bumpkin, da, da, da. and he was the number one real estate agent. Yeah, and one of the greatest guys I've, I've ever met. Just a gun. Just a fantastic person. And, and that's, I suppose, when you're talking about like mentors and, and Russell, yeah. Um, like this key for, for Russell is like, yeah, he, you know, maybe he didn't look the, the part, he didn't wear a tie and was always dressed up like that, but 
honest. He was a nice guy, just really genuine. And how many how many gun agents do you know? Which that's it. That's the mantra. They're just nice people and they're yeah. honest people. And like we're in real estate, so we know that there's some real duds out there as well. Mm. Cowboys. Um, yeah, definitely and, some cowboys. And um, it's something we, you know, we've, me and you have both always said mm. uh, because I was the same as you. I, you know, I didn't really have much ambition and dropped out of school a bit early. Mm-hmm. But you get into this industry, if you work hard and you're a good person, you do the right thing, like you'll make it. Yeah, I mean, I got into real estate because of the money, of the perceived money. Yeah. You know, I wanted to, you know, I saw like the friends were driving Mercedes and BMWs, lived on the river, and I wanted to get in the industry because, hey, these guys are loaded. So I remember going back to my partner then and saying, hey, I'm going to change my career. Mm. I'm going to earn a lot of money <laughs> and um yeah and then and, and i got into real estate because of the money mm. but it wasn't until i got some information drilled into me where put the client first the money will come yeah and until i learned that i didn't earn any money and so you're saying it would have been four years before you actually actually made some some decent money right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which is pretty much across the board mm-hmm. if you're watching and you're thinking i'm going to get into real estate i'm going to make some good money Four years. You've got to give yourself four years. It's like doing an apprenticeship. Do the hard yards. Yeah. But the, the, the beauty at the end of those four years is your your earning capacity is unlimited. You're not you're not stuck to how much you can do in, in four hours. I've been nearly in the industry for 20 years now. Um, repeat business is, uh, I guess, a, a key source of income. Because mm. um, if you do the right thing, clients come back. Yep. And advice for... Um, Anyone watching, mate, if people are thinking about getting into getting it? Getting into real estate, um, yeah, expect to do the hard yards. It isn't just going to happen. And get yourself a mentor, um, someone that actually cares about you and um, and you can actually learn off. Um, that would be a really big factor. Um, yeah, yeah, it really helped me. That's, I'll just, just on that real quick because so many people you know who are successful, if they didn't have a mentor, they wouldn't have made it. Lots of the people who have made it, like their dad was in real estate yep. and they gave them an office and they learned from their parents or whatever. So if you are thinking of getting in, it's really good advice from Kip. Get a mentor, find someone who, who's going to help you and has a genuine care in you and wants you to succeed. Um, because, yeah, it is a tough gig without that. Yeah, and, yeah, it's expected to do the hard yards. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Kipper. Cheers, Lee. Yeah, so it. thanks for watching. Um, so always some great stuff coming out of Kip. Every time I talk to him, I learn something as well. So, um We will see you next time. Thanks.